Repeat after me to attain your goals. Happiness, a college education, a good job, a healthy family, respect for your neighbors, retirement, happiness. Repeat after me to attain your goals. Happiness. Ignorance. A college education. Mental programming. A good job. Slavery. A healthy family. Corporate control. Respect for your neighbors. Governmental abuses. Retirement. Obey. Happiness. You are now listening to the world famous Sofa King Podcast. Please read from sheets. I am. I, I am. am. Sofa King. Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I, I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. Wait, no, 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 not so fast. So. Loses meaning. I, I am, am Sofa King. King. Wait, wait, <laughs> you say funny things. Brent gets so mad when he can't take his habitual whiskey drink. I was just giving you a little taste back, though. Throw him, throw That's him how off. I feel. How you felt is how I would have felt for like 10 minutes of the podcast. I would have been uncomfortable the whole fucking time, but I feel vindicated and justified and everything's okay. So pulling the plug on our inputs. <laughs> well, that was a fucking trick. Brad tried move. to skip the clank. I didn't try. I'm just trying to purpose. hurry. I didn't try and skip the clank. Did you save you any time? You should have been ready. Did you save any time? You should have been ready. No, you made it longer. I know. Because that's what she said. Childish. Who is being childish by fast-forwarding the podcast to try to make yeah, me uncomfortable? Dave, Dave doesn't have a microphone. That's my OCD. Dave's mic's not you okay, working? My, you okay, Dave? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, though. You I don't think mic. I can... Uh, why is this not... Oh, it's not letting me do it. Hold on. Turned me off now. So good? what you're witnessing is a civil war yes. in the midst of the Sofa King podcast. <laughs> Brad decided to start the intro before just... any of us knew anything was happening, which made Brent miss his OCD whiskey. So then Brent started pulling the plug on No, technology. I just pressed one yeah. button. I know where the button's at. Well, I he pushed, he pushed oh, yeah. the turn C-3PO off button, <laughs> and then it made everything take a shit. And now they're yeah. both mad at each other. No, I'd never be mad at Brad. I'm mad at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's the middle of a war. Well, now we know the consequences My last of each episode. of our actions. That's right. our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can start up another podcast. <laughs> the Sofa Queen podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sofa Dick Face podcast. Oh, man. So... We're recording on a Friday because Dave's leaving town. So yes. we have squashed and crammed things into our brains to try to sit right now on we a Friday. Yep. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't blame you. What's the temperature where you're going? I don't know, like 70s, 80s. Yeah. yeah. Is your trip based partially on that? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're visiting family, yeah. but as a bonus, it's, it's, yeah, hot, yeah, it's hot and we're going to go to the beach. Sure. Right? Family, That's what's family will be there. Yes. <clears throat> so Brad and I hung out for 4th of July. Mm-hmm. He went to the cabin in the woods and we looked for stamps together. Yep. Did you yeah. find any? We had a merry old time. No, no, found stamps, no stamps, luckily. no happy faces. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We thought about size, spray painting some though. Any size four kids? No. No, nothing scary. Surprisingly uneventful. Yeah, nothing. Careful. Nothing scary except baby mosquitoes that fucking ate you alive. Yeah, Yeah. almost lost my mind. 
baby mosquitoes? Yeah. We stayed out there Sher- long. Sherry has a tattoo, like, from mosquito bites on her face. It looks like the Mike Tyson tattoo. <laughs> like, it's the same pattern. I was she laying, got fucked I was up. laying on the couch, and my daughter was like, Dad, what's on your forehead? I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, oh, my God. And apparently I had, like, goose fucking bumps on my head. Her arm? Like, yeah. They, they were oozing. Like, they were so big and bulging. They were, they were oozing out. Careful I was like, description oh, sounds my hot. God. Bulging. Like, they were, yeah. It, it was swollen, ridiculous. Yeah. Oozing. Were they yep. vascular in any way? Yeah. That's all I needed, Very. sir. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Very vascular. <laughs> Speaking of vascular. Yeah. What about talk, it? Talk about William. William. Who's William? William Hung? No. No, I know who William is. Um, so uh, we picked a, sort of a random Teco winner this week because of uh, the timing. So we couldn't post. So we just rewarded someone for posting on their own on Instagram, actually. I disagreed with this because it had nothing to do with it, with <laughs> El Yucateco. It's but. a picture of El Yucateco hot sauce, so it had everything to do with El Yucateco. No. Um, but the guy's name is Vape God, and it's spelled Hackerstad. Vaped God. Vaped God. Spelled hacker status. I'm disagreeing again because we should not be supporting vaping. (laughs) (laughs) All that we know based on the profile is his real name is William. So William, a.k.a. Vaped God, uh, reach out to us so we can get your contact information and we will send you a hot sack. Don't reach out to me because I'm not turning it into anybody. And probably don't reach out to me because I'm going to be on vacation and I'm not going to be looking at my fucking phone. Dave's like a honey badger. He don't give a shit. (laughs) So when I say reach out to us, I really mean reach out to Brent. Always. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So I'm bad at that. And if you haven't gotten your hot sack yet, you should probably hit me up because it means that I forgot or didn't. I'll post the uh, I'll post his Instagram post on the fan group so everybody can see the deliciousness. If you remember to do that. Pictures of bottles of hot sauce? Yes. Hmm. Deliciousness. I'm in disagreement. Disagreement. What did you what did you want? Huh? So I was gonna give it to Kevin Peters. Of Civil War. I was gonna this give is, it to Kevin Peters. <laughs> I told you. Kevin Peters. I was gonna give it to him just because he has red hair and has no soul. And he's cool. <laughs> he deserves something. I mean he yeah. was stuck with the ginger label. Yeah. So. And the gender label. Yeah. We don't know if he's man or woman. Well, he's so. that guy lives in town. He should come by and say hi, and he hasn't yet. So yeah. he came by. I would, I'd give him some. That's why I like him. That's why because he keeps away. We don't have to talk to him, <laughs> and he should have been awarded the hot sack. It's because he can't leave the house in the summer. Let's be honest. Probably not. He just freckles. Everybody thinks yeah. he's the sun. His hair is so red. <laughs> and I do. I do. Speaking of nothing of any of this, I do want to say that I'm finding that my unwillingness to leave the house and socialize with people is apparently a genetic trait that mm-hmm. my family shares. And it's making your life better. Because tell you that. my niece is still in town and all week she's had offers to go to the mall, go to like Camelot, which is a big like arcade slash like bumper boat thing. Like all this stuff keeps being offered for her to go do fun teenage things and like every single one of them. She's that's like, like 1980 oh, teenage things. Though. Yeah, that's yeah but has anybody offered her cocaine or anything like yeah, that? Like no. she might have said yes. No. But every so. time somebody offers her something, she generally just doesn't go unless I'm going to the grocery store and then she wants to go. No, that's because she, she wants food. to shoplift. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing <laughs> is from yeah. the family. And I think, yeah, it's say, funny. She had two turkeys in her. I was at a grocery store and a, a listener recognized me and, and posted a, a selfie of us. And I do have to say when we were leaving, she looked at the sunglasses rack, which I thought was odd that there was a sunglasses rack in the grocery store. 
and she put on like some circular like John Lennon hippie shades um, and like gave a peace sign and she does have now a pair of circular hippie shades. And you don't remember buying them for her? I, I know I did not buy them for her, hmm. but I don't know if she already had a pair of hippie shades or if she just put those in her pocket. Hmm. Or I just walked around with them on. You just didn't notice. Maybe she just Maybe. took the picture. You saw her at home with them? Yeah. No, at the store. She took them off the rack, put them on, gave me a piece on. And now she has them. And now, well, now she has circular shades. Yeah. Oh, you're not saying she has those, though. You're I not going to incriminate her. I haven't asked. If she okay. was downstairs, I would ask her. But she's hmm. not. You should just let it go, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm or, asking her. We'll find out before the next episode. All right. On that. Speaking of vascular, <laughs> our, <laughs> our topic. I knew th- this is a very strange topic. That I like. How did we come up with this topic? Who actually was this, James uh, um, threw that out? Just I was trying to schedule topics out for the month, and we were making lists of suggestions from the group. And then he said, "You know what's interesting?" And threw that out, and that was not in the group. I had never heard of it. So it's a so city forty um, is what it's called or right? Ozersk, I guess. Yeah, Ozersk. Once it got a name, at first Oz- it was Ozersk. They referred to it as Ozersk, I think. Always, it just was never officially recognized or on a map. But they referred to it always as Ozersk. From what I watched, I watched a documentary on it, and they have tons of people that they talked to throughout the past went on. I think it was always referred to as such. Well, the people inside yeah. knew it as Ozersk. Yeah. But, but the people who created it, it was City 40 yeah. right. as the project name. Right. So it's in Russia, and um, it's kind of the equivalent. It's like the the dark universe equivalent of Los Alamos or the Truman show. <laughs> well, they still so fucking weird. Like we built, um, uh, like a plutonium, uh, plutonium enrichment plant. I can't talk enrichment plant. And they actually was stolen plans. Like, I guess we had one in like Hanford, Hanford, Washington, Hanford, Washington and, uh, Richland, Washington. Yeah. And they stole plans. Soviets got a hold of the plans for it and began to build their <clears> own. Um, and so after the, the atomic bomb or something, I guess like Stalin was just set on like, I need one of those. Mm-hmm. I want one of those after Hiroshima. And so they started building the city. And so here's the thing, like the, um, it's what we, it's, it's what they call a closed city, right? Yeah. So the, and again, Los Alamos was a closed city in New Mexico. No one could go in or out of Los Alamos without direct military say so. We recruited the best to get them there to make the, the bomb during the Manhattan Project, etc. Um, I forget the year, but I think it wasn't until the, even the 1950s when the first civilian was they able to go into Los Alamos bit, yeah. and it was the mayor of New Mexico. The, the other thing too is most of the people in Los Alamos were people working inside of the or actually Everyone doing the experiments and stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah this is a little different where people different. just lived there yeah this is different because because it also just because okay so the history of this of the of the city so they built it in 1947 the craziest thing is that they built a city on rock and roll which they you did. wouldn't think yeah you wouldn't think that's it possible it didn't seem stable you, no yeah. it doesn't it yeah. would just fall apart um but so they built this in the, in 1947, and again, it was based on their ideas that they got from us. Which again, it was a closed city that I hadn't even heard of. The one in Richland, Washington, which is where they purified nuclear material to send to Los Alamos. We had a list of closed cities in the past. We actually had um, it was Hanford and White Bluffs, Washington, is what mm-hmm. I read. That's what's that's why Washington people are weird. Los Alamos, Oak Ridge, Oak Ridge Tennessee, Tennessee, and then uh, yeah, Richland, Washington as well. Yes, and then presently still Mercury. 
Mercury, Nevada. Whatever. Yeah, Mercury, Nevada. I looked into it hmm. a little bit, and it's fucking weird. So it's still a closed city, right? Right, and it's a naval. From what I read, they primarily work with naval missile tests, mm-hmm. yeah, naval, test weapon naval site. intelligence yeah. site. Aaron but naval. at the, um, I don't know much. <laughs> I don't know how to build nuclear bombs. <laughs> I'm going to work on my Aaron Neville because okay. I can beat that for sure. I'm sure you can. I'm yeah. sure most A little bit of practice, can. I can beat that. I can't get the high notes. Um, anyway, Mercury, Nevada, um, at its height, had 10,000 people in it um, in the 1960s. And now the current estimate is that 500 people live there and continue the experiments, which must just be creepy as fuck. Right. So you're in a town built for 10,000 people with like shopping and, yeah. and houses. And I mean, just and now there's 500 of you and some military guards. That's probably even including the military guards. So it's just a military ghost town that you can't get into in Nevada. Probably just seems like you're at work at that point. They, they go to the factory. They go to their like living quarters. I don't think it even seems like a creepy town. They probably don't go about it. It's probably more just a job. Like they probably eat in the cafeteria. You think there's some weird ass restaurant? There's like a Denny's with like, hey, Chuck. It said that there's still a, it said that there's still a, a restaurant, a shopping, like a small shopping center. And a so gym. they must live there then. Yeah. No, they live in the city. Yeah. They can't leave the city. Yeah. Like they live in the city. They they're can't not allowed leave. To leave. They're not. I mean, I'm they're they're not fucking prisoners, unlike right. the ones in City Forty in Russia. I mean, they can leave, but it's going to be special permission. They probably have to get all their shit X-rayed before they leave town. Like they're yeah. doing super top secret Even stuff. Even in City Forty, they're allowed to leave. Yeah, really they can leave. Impressive. Did you? It's see just the really account? difficult to. There was to a get guy permission. on a train. Like they had an interview. And he said he remembered as a as a child um, going on a trip out of town on a train or something. No, he said it was a story that his father told him. He just father just told him that yeah it was the journalist yeah someone was like nagging him about like hey tell me about where you're from and he kept just insisting that he was from yeah fucking he lived on linen street or whatever from this other place that you can't pronounce it starts with a ch and has Shablinsk. yeah shablinsky um so and they went through the whole thing on the train ride and when they got ready to get off the train he was like good job you didn't expose anything about our town and we don't accept traitors yeah the guy was testing him the whole fucking mm, train ride yeah. And and, the, and that was the party line because they were like the so this city the starting in first grade everyone was trained about how to live in the city yeah basically and one of the things was they were told if you ever leave the city with your parents or whatever like they got drilled into their head you're from uh, Chablinsk right. and you live on Lenin Street right. and they all had the same exact story that they all learned Probably the same address yeah like, exactly yeah. so when they left that's what they did and this this journalist named uh, Sergei uh, Kirilov who's kind of a prick um based on the interviews with him, but he, um, ended up, uh, going and he told, he told the story of his father who did that. And yeah, he, his father just said the party line, I'm from this town. This is the street I live on. Yeah. Just a random stranger dude on the train. And, the well, and, like, and the other thing too, is the people who live there considered a privilege because they don't have to right. worry about economic ups and downs. They have food. They said Especially when they, you know, back in the day. Yeah, when they would yeah. leave, they would go to other grocery stores and realize like, oh yeah, we're in Russia. Like there's no bread on the shelf. There's yeah. nothing out here. They literally right. had condensed milk, bread, like meat, kielbasa, all this. It looked like a fully stocked grocery mm-hmm. store and they're walking yeah. around. They said that they had stacks of chocolate in their cupboard. Yeah. They actually, outsiders referred to them in resentment as like the chocolate people or the chocolate kids. <laughs> the chocolate Because kids. they were so entitled. Yeah. Um, but because that, it bred like this ideology and they had an appreciation for it that they were 
were like the saviors of the world. They had it kind of ingrained in them that mm-hmm. they were creating a nuclear shield yeah. to protect right. Mother Russia or right. something. And so, so they thought they were part, doing yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the city gets built. Um, it's codenamed City 40. Um, it's actually Ozersk. And in 1994, it was granted uh, the status of an actual town and given the official name Ozersk, even though that's what people had, right. had already called it. And again, there was nothing there. They picked a site in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the woods, by some lakes, not on a and map. And I think what happened was that they built that Mayak factory or Mayak or however yeah. you pronounce mm-hmm. it. And that was in 1947. And then what would happen is, for one, they knew nothing about fucking radiation. People right. were handling shit with their bare hands. Yep. And so some of the best and brightest were fucking like grabbing plutonium with their hands and then fucking dying. Yeah, they were talking about one of the one of the uh, people who I saw get interviewed. And there is a there is a documentary called City Forty. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty interesting documentary. Um, I was really surprised because it got like really low stars. I was like, why did this get low stars? This is a fucking dope documentary. They got lots of sickers and ha- sickles and hammers yeah, they, yeah, in Russia, <laughs> that's though. That's true. I was wondering how they got away with a lot of that. Some of the camera footage it was just straight up was like, fucking illegal shit. Like, like so, that so they're going to get killed, you know? The, Even showing the back of their head with a disguised voice, you're like, that's Larry, yeah. you know? Like, the cam- the camera crew, um, a director named Samira Gotchel, um, ended up basically they wanted to do this and people in the city wanted to tell the story right. of what they and their their parents and their grandparents had gone through and th- she tried through official channels to get into the city and no one is allowed to right. unless you're born there unless you live there unless you're recruited they said to it would literally there. take a full-blown like military operation right. to breach yeah. that city you're not so gonna... but the people who lived in the city who wanted her there smuggled her in smuggled her camera gear in so she was basically she films this entire documentary illegally inside of city 40, which I think it said it has about a hundred thousand people and it looks like a dope town. It looks like something from the Netherlands. No, it's a great, it's a really cool looking town, but it's went, it's went up and down because it went down to 82 and then back up to 92. So like, there's like, you know, people leave and people come, come in and yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so the, the, so they started this Mayak nuclear facility in 1946 and then the city just got built around it right. by necessity. Well, that's what I was going to say. Basically those scientists, they don't know what they're doing. People are dropping off. So as necessity, they had to start recruiting, you know, nuclear physicists that didn't really, that more like physicists, um, because some of that technology wasn't even there. Right. So they start scraping, you know, the, the land to find people and they would bring their wife and kid. And in true know? Soviet fashion, the factory itself was... Was constructed by prison laborers and they would execute those motherfuckers by yeah, right. they, yeah. revolvers out back makes yeah. sense so yeah. and the thing sounds, is and, sounds good the, and unlike los alamos so in los alamos they would be like hey we've got this secret plan do you want to come and check it out and then they would recruit you and you and your family would move to los alamos and you would start working on the manhattan project in city 40 they just told you hey pack up and one of the all of your relatives knew nothing. You just disappeared because you couldn't write they a said, letter, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Like now it's not this hardcore. But in 1946, they just went missing. You, they just went missing and their entire family did. So you probably thought they got scrubbed right. by the fucking Soviet secret police. But they got taken to this city where they couldn't leave. They couldn't do um, anything else. And if you got there. And said, I don't want to do this. Or even once they started to figure out how bad the nuclear materials 
were and how bad the safety standards were at the beginning. People are getting sick. If someone refused to work, they just took them to the prison camp and shot them because you already know state secrets. You're either working or we're shooting you. Yeah, Yeah, there was one of the guys, there was an interview where he was in the car on the ride with like the military police that were taking him and he was trying to figure out based off the direction they're driving because they're just not telling you anything. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you're going. It doesn't matter. taking you to a place. And so he's like, oh, they must be taking me to this place. And then they like pass that place and he's like, I have no specialty for what's here and he doesn't know what's there, you know? Right. And so he said, finally, they passed like the main town and he started to get fucking scared because they're in the like woods and he's like, great, now it's just some fucking road into the forest. He starts to think he's going to get killed or he's in trouble for something. Someone said he talked about the fucking government and he's right. just going to get in prison right. for the rest of his life and then he ends up there and it's kind of a weird bittersweet thing where they live such a a different lifestyle than the rest of the country. It's nice. They, yeah, they it's almost nice. accepted. Yeah. Like they had like theater and just things that didn't happen. There was like playgrounds for the yeah. fucking kids and swimming pools and all this shit where it's it was a, more Americanized. Like they had, they had everything that the Americans had. It was such you know? a weird contrast though. Like they're going to like the civilian population they rewarded in order to keep their silence and loyalty. But at the same time, they had labor camps where they're just often people. If you right. refuse to dig the fucking hole, right? Yeah. It was very strange as far as the contrast of that. Well, I think it's also, I, I think it was just the necessity. I think it was the importance of the work that was being done and the necessity to get the smartest people in your country there. Right. And I think you had to keep them happy. Like, I mean, to get that kind of that, that type of intellectual work is different than getting a prison to construct a factory. Right. Like you've got to be on board with it and you've got to be sharp mentally. Yeah. And I think they want they you realize, to perform like, well. They want you to perform well. They want you to be happy. Yeah. Cause you could just say, and, I can't quite figure it out and pretend like you're yeah. trying really hard. And they kill you. Versus and stacking bricks. Yeah. You can see those bricks are stacked. Right. You can't see in the guy's right. head if he knows the answer to the equation. Right. So, yeah. So this is, I mean, this is right after World War II, mass starvations, mass rationing no one has any fucking food anywhere and like you said these guys had everything so this is where stalin was taking the food to like <laughs> yeah, they would exactly. take the food Apparently. from the farmers and take it straight to this place Did you and s- others cuz there at, at there were a total of 29 closed cities in russia right. yeah. this was just the biggest and the most important so that would one. that would be why stalin was taking food from farmers cuz i had i had asked why what the fuck are they doing with all this food that they're taking from the farmers that the rest of the people don't have, you know, anything to well, eat. Well, just like Kim Jong fat ass. He's got fucking like every fucking <laughs> right. bottle of whiskey and all of the fucking Twinkies at his place and everyone's eating. Yeah. Dirt, yeah. Dirt and, and that's a, pie, yeah. Right? And that's a much smaller place too. Right. Like the, you know, Russia's huge at this point. So yeah, uh, so basically the idea was the price for silence, the price for being a volunteer prisoner is a life of luxury that no one else in the nation has. Yeah, there were people that were trying to leave the, the movement to say, look, you're oppressed, your rights are being infringed on. Like, and no. people were like, I don't care. They're like, look at that barbed wire. And he's like, I, I don't care. I have fucking like It actually protects you from the outside. Kielbasa, and I, yeah, I can live this lifestyle. Yeah. And they were almost, the, the mentality that had been created for the work that was being done is like they knew people were dying at like 30 mm-hmm. and they were starting to make the connection of like, oh, it's the shit we're working with is killing people young. But they were almost viewed as heroes because they did it for like. Right. Yeah. For Russia. Mother Russia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they, they looked at the barbed wire as it, it was keeping the enemies out. Right. You know, like so they were in a they were in a sanctuary and they accepted it and, and they actually liked living there. What did that guy say I had a quote. And again, the thing that's a trip about this is this isn't this isn't past tense. 
Like the city is exactly the same still right now. Working. The city yeah. is locked down. You cannot go yeah. in. You can I mean you can leave, but again, yeah, you they, can't just they, leave whenever you want to. You can't just fucking You got to make an appointment like, basically. You got to like yeah. set it up, go through customs, like get approved. Geiger countered. Like they have know? to like if you were in any way suspicious, they're probably right. not going to let you leave. Yeah. Like, like you have to be a good citizen of the town. Curtis Fields is going next week, yeah. but he's not allowed to bring his drone. <laughs> yeah. No, I found the quote. He said, "We live lived like well-fed animals in a zoo. We were provided everything. And he was like, yeah. as a child, he had stacks of chocolate stored in their home. Um, and it's that there was a great resentment. But the one crazy story was the guy with a bunch of bananas. Did you see that story? Yeah. They're an interview with a guy, and he said that some people had visited from uh, from City 40 to come to his parents. And I mean, they, yeah, this, this guy provides a lot of information about the city because he's Russian and he's not from city 40 he's outside, but and he, had friends, he friends, knew people in like there. Friends would yeah. come to vacation and they would leave city 40 and they would come and visit the family. So he heard all this stuff about city 40 when he was a kid right. in, in Russia, but they brought him a bunch of bananas, like a, uh, I don't mean a bunch like quantity, but the actual, radioactive bananas, bananas. Bunch, yeah. maybe, but it was so crazy that he said that in Russia at that time to to see a bunch of bananas and receive them and get to eat them. And think how like volatile bananas are. That mm-hmm. you try to save that shit to be brown town. Yeah. No yeah, exactly. But he said it was likened to a fairy tale, like something from a fucking fairy tale. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about fucking magic slippers and swords and stones. Yeah. Nope, just a bunch of just bananas. A bunch of bananas. <laughs> well, for a. There's no climate in Russia that to grow is banana bananas. friendly. Yeah. Right. Like that shit. And is where the fuck are they getting these in. bananas from? That yeah. shit's getting shipped in from someplace on a fucking jet plane yeah. straight to that city. Like uh, because, like you said, it would be fucking brown town right. in no time. And and during Soviet era, fuck off. You're not getting a banana. Bob yeah. Marley might have bundled those at this time. Yeah, yeah. he might. Have. Time he could have been quite right. He might have. Yeah. But yeah, so once they get everything going, they get the factory going, um, they've recruited um, some of the best people, but then their safety standards were really fucking lacking. And it wasn't, I don't, I'm not going to give them a pass and say this is out of ignorance, because when you look at the Los Alamos people, you don't see they all fucking died of cancer. Yeah. Like you look, they had precautions because they fucking knew this shit was dangerous, yeah. but the Soviets didn't have that stuff in place. So one of them was talking about the fact that her uh, grandmother, who was a chemical engineer, was like her safety equipment on how to handle uranium was a fucking spoon. <laughs> Did you nice. see what happened? Just, just in case you spent too much time in the dirty room, they called it. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh-huh. They would lay in a bubble bath. And at one point, some of the precautions for people that were um, in the dirty room too long is they would just sit in the in a bar. They had a little bar area with a beer. And they would drink beer. They would drink beer and yeah. just take some time off and try to relax yeah. because beer was considered cleansing Yeah, because hmm. you handled too much plutonium. Yes. That's but gonna, I mean, and the thing, I know that's weird. Seems to say legit. Beer, beer I mean, is, I would definitely want to have a beer. I'd be like, fuck, I just got because even in, I mean, when you look back at Chernobyl, I mean, that was one thing that was a constant was the, was, and I forget all the science behind it, but they were all supplied vodka constantly because something about consuming, something about consuming alcohol kept one of the particular types of radiation from affecting your yeah. organs. It had some kind way. of chelating effect yeah, yeah. where it would so take So the beer probably the did right. do that. And then know. bubble baths. They were like soaking their feet yeah. and then they would like lay in these weird beds yeah. and then oh, drink weird. beer. Because you got a big fucking dose of yeah. radiation. Yeah, because you got fucking radioactive loopy. Yeah. Like you're fucking, you're wandering around radio, radiation poisoning. Like So in the, in the modern city though, 
um, now that they do have safety precautions in place and that, you know, they're, they're yeah. much more nuclear responsible, but still like, um, b- people are dying like in like regularly, like people are dying at 18 of cancer, like, like I'm sure kids are being cancer. born with cancer. Like, yeah, you know? absolutely. Because yeah. there's radiation everywhere. And there was one, there's uh, one woman who gets interviewed and she says that when she was pregnant, her mom told her exactly what streets to walk down and not walk down when she was walking the baby in the stroller. And she said to always avoid the bus stops where the workers from the factory come from, because when the bus stops, they're covered in nuclear dust right. and the bus stops Damn. end up being covered in nuclear dust. So you avoid those bus stops said that they with used your to, baby. They used to wash the streets and wash the trees every week and then yep. make sure that when they mowed the lawn, they would gather all of the grass clippings, all of the dry leaves. Yep. In the fall, they would gather all the leaves of the city because they're all contaminated. They would blow around and it would keep the, it would keep it down. But the crazy thing I, I, that I saw was when they were showing the kids, cause they realized like now this is a real thing to take precautions for fallout. Should there be an explosion? And it was just like little kids with gas masks. Yeah. And they had that baby stroller that looked like a fucking the old school quarantine like, zip yeah. up yeah. fucking yep. army green baby yep. stroller with zip up windows and shit. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Well that went fucking horrifying. And they, they had said when they were talking about the, the safety precautions and the woman, the woman in the documentary who talks about the safety precautions, is um, she was the she got promoted to be in charge of nuclear safety in City 40 in the 1980s. And she was the one in charge of nuclear safety when Chernobyl went off. And she went from a person who had a job that no one thought was relevant or cared about to being like the most important person in Russia right? because she was the only yeah. one who fucking knew about nuclear safety. And once Chernobyl <laughs> popped, she was the one who was there to kind of like tell, tell him what to do. But she was the one who was talking about, and she even helped establish the fact that we would wash the streets. We keep everything clipped. And she said this documentary that she was interviewed in, uh, she was, she was filmed in 2016. And she said that it had been five years since anyone had come through and washed the streets anymore yeah. wow so and so there's just radioactive dust every wow. place in the fucking city yeah, they said that it's, i mean they're still dumping radioactive material into the lakes oh, like fuck that are yeah, there they are. so like they said they they've overseen the dumping of 200 million curries of radioactive waste in the environment that's equal to four chernobyls yeah that's crazy yeah they said the normal exposure for the people there was five times more than the people that got exposed in the chernobyl area well that was that was after, that was with one particular incident though that's that cloud there, yeah the so there were there were a couple of key accidents um that happened one key accident um i guess it wasn't really an accident the the officials called it an accident the dumping of but the, it was the constant dumping right. of nuclear waste and they, there's they literally might not have fucking known how long the half-life of that was though they you know what i mean knew that. it's mathematical they should fucking know but it was early in the techno game so i don't know if they did they didn't know it was gonna last millions of years probably, maybe not but, but that I, they were probably irresponsible enough to know that it, like it probably was gonna last thousands of right, years right and they were so, just like and they have cool there's i don't know how they got in touch with the of with the archival footage in the documentary, but they have archival footage from 1994 that's from like the Soviet archives, and they show just 
dump trucks. But they're entire... using 1980 cameras still in 1994. I want right. to point that out. Yeah. It was all super VHS yeah. tracking stuff. But yeah. entire <laughs> dump trucks full of irradiated shit, and they're just pulling it up to the lakes near the town. Dumping it in. Dumping it into the fucking lakes. Yeah. And they said this was the first accident was that they, they did it. So all the lakes, and these lakes end up um, feeding through, I'm trying to find the name of the the river they they feed through a particular river um i have it too somewhere uh, here, river yeah. which is the main water source for the entire area not just city 40 and environmentalists say that it is the most contaminated place on yeah. earth well they call it one the lake of death the lake of plutonium death. lake yeah. which is two and a half times the amount of radiation released in chernobyl yeah that's what exists in that lake today yeah and p- kids are swimming in it. Yeah. People fish in well, it. Exactly. The, they said they found strontium in the Arctic Sea. Yes. And they can track the signature to that Tekka River. Right. So they, in fact, well, they can track it to. Yeah, that it flows out. Plant. It flows yeah. out to the Arctic Ocean. Yeah. yeah. Like that. That's yeah. where that leads to. It, it flows from there. Straight yeah, to the they Arctic have special Ocean. signatures. So they figured out the same thing. They, that guy that was assassinated when they put the mm-hmm. fucking. It was something called. It was called like polonium, though. It wasn't. Oh, the river's polonium. called Obi. It's it's Ob is the name. Well, Tessa, so it flows, River for sure. Is the yeah, it flows. It one. says they. It says the nearby uh, uh, lakes that they dump into flow into the river Obi, and it flows into the Arctic Ocean. Right. Crazy, like directly too. So, but yeah, yeah the guy that got assassinated, insane. they figured out that that came from. Uh, city 40 right. because of the strontium signature or whatever it is, the, the radioactive signature, they can tell it came from that planet. Right. Cause they, yeah. I mean, they can do that pretty much around the world. Like if there is a radioactive material, right. they can trace the exact, they know exactly what material it was, exactly how it was refined. And it was only this one place that could have done it. They said also that they expected that guy to die quicker. I guess he lasted three weeks and was able to talk and tell him what fucking happened. But God, what a horrible fucking thing to do to someone. Yeah. yeah. They, and they poisoned his tea yeah. with, with radiation. But yeah, they said that they could basically track it right back down to here. And then they were basically, and then they were also saying there's no way that this was bought Right. There's no way Someone that this was smuggled that. out because <clears throat> they say that's not how Putin works and that's not how this city works. Right. If that nuclear material came from this city, it came from this city intentionally. They said and Putin like, said, say yes. They said if you walked in that place with a suitcase full of cash, it doesn't matter how right. much money was in that suitcase. Right. Like Putin has to say yes yeah. for that to walk out of there. Yeah, so but I, part, part of the dumping, the, the danger of it is uh, the... I mean, aside, A, from the fact that kids are swimming there, people are fishing there, it's the main source of their eating the drinking water. Yeah, drinking water. But yeah, like the cows, um, the cows will go in and drink from the river, um, but they have to kind of walk into the river, so they kick up the sediment with their hooves, which is where all the radioactive dust is, which makes what they're drinking even more irradiated, and then that uh, radiation goes straight to the milk, which goes into all the dairy products that are being consumed. Nice. The chocolate. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So even if you think you're being safe Safe. for taking precautions, you're going to the grocery store and indirectly... It's coming full circle. Right. Yeah. The other thing is like, cheese, what right. do you what do you think about the the Russians trying to create? Like, they know what they're doing. They know they're you know radiating these people. Um, 
you think they're doing it to create this culture of um, of people that can withstand radiation, like, super like so that yeah, so that the Russians maybe they are yeah because I mean in the event of some sort of solar flare, you know what I mean? Like it was accidents. We keep yeah. fucking up. I don't know. How to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but, but really, it, yeah, they're slowly the, exposing their population. So yeah. in, the, in the event of a nuclear fallout, that's yeah, yeah. Where, where they're there the, are they're the only cities. ones. Yeah, they're the only ones that can withstand the radiation, and they will be the ones that live. Yeah. I think they're just trying to get a superhero. Maybe I think they're well. This is where the Toxic Avengers came from. Exactly, they're just doubling down on a superhero. They're making sure everything gets bit by every radioactive animal. They're like they're trying their best. He's just thyroid man though. Yeah, thyroid metabolism. Either that or really radioactive, really slow. Yeah, really slow thyroid. I am cheese man. (laughs) I ate radioactive cheese. (laughs) That's a horrible Russian accent. Um, Mine was pretty good. So the the uh, so the first quote-unquote accident is the decades of dumping of tons of yeah. nuclear material. And that's not an accident over decades. Right. Yeah. An accident is like an explosion. Right. Speaking you know? of which, was their big explosion, yeah. which they called the Kishten disaster. And again, never heard of this in my fucking life. And it was far worse than Chernobyl. Yeah. So the Kishten disaster, September 29th, 1957, an underground container of liquid radioactive waste exploded. Yes. And it went into the air. The reason it was different, the reason that it didn't linger like Chernobyl is it was a it was one cauldron of liquid right not a radiation reactor. Not, not a reactor, reactor that you cannot shut down yeah. it just exploded burned off you're done there was a limited wherever, fuel source wherever the cl- now there's a radioactive cloud wherever the cloud goes you're yeah. fucked but if you're on the back end of the cloud you're totally cool so the cloud just blew out of town yeah. it didn't kill everybody in city 40 cuz it just blew out of town um, but it was a huge disaster it was like a 100 kilometer long swath of a radioactive cloud and from the wording that I saw in the documentary and in an article I read and they use this word specifically because of the cloud 23 villages had to be destroyed yeah. not evacuated <laughs> destroyed <laughs> <laughs> had to be destroyed yeah. they killed everybody <laughs> in those villages <laughs> that's so bad they killed everybody and it said that 10,000 people were evacuated um, and that 23 villages had to be destroyed. Hmm. And I just wonder. It, it was a good opportunity the, for firebomb. <laughs> I mean, how do, you, <laughs> how do you destroy the villages without making more cloud kick up without, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was their but, chance to uh, set off the nuclear bomb yeah, that they made. Much. Like, so, but that was the accident that was the, <clears throat> that had half a million people in the region get five times the amount of radiation from those from Chernobyl. And that was in 1957. And in America in general, we've never fucking heard of this. Right. And I suspect in the Soviet Union in general, most people never heard of this either. No, right? they kept I mean, it under wraps. Crazy. And look, yeah. someone snuck in there and went through the effort to make a fucking documentary that is on Netflix. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's on Netflix. Yep. Like they're your secret is on Netflix and still no one knows of it. Right. Right. That's fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Like city 40 is crazy. Um, the when I played it on Netflix, though, somehow mysteriously there was a chocolate bar on my entertainment center. <laughs> <laughs> Just landed there, and it's all in Russian. <laughs> See, I was I didn't even think about it because for some reason a bunch of cheese appeared on mine, and I just yeah. threw it away. Cause I'm, so <laughs> yeah. I was I was safe. Did you eat the chocolate? Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I actually read on this one. <laughs> so the other disaster that happened, and I didn't get a whole lot of details on this one was apparently they drained one of the lakes. They drained Lake Karachi um, 
probably to use as a coolant or whatever, but they ended up having to drain this lake. So they end up with the lake bed, which is just sand. And then shortly thereafter, it turned into a giant radioactive dust storm. <laughs> so the sand from the sediment of the lake bed got picked oh, up in a windstorm, and there was just a fucking radioactive dust storm blowing away from City 40 because they drained yeah. a lake and all that nasty shit. And again, the lakes right now yeah. are just massively irradiated yeah. right around. And in, I mean, until and some new feeding the fucking water up. table. Yeah, until some new technology comes out they said some of that the half-life of some of that shit is a million years or something yeah like it's not going away yeah it seems no. like there'd be some cool thing that's like some concentrated sacrificial metal that will like be negative in something yeah see and I, and I think like like bill gates is trying to uh give clean water to you know poor africans and and you know third world countries you know I think a bigger issue is these cities with these radioactive materials. Yeah. Like it's going <laughs> to kill all of us. Yeah. yeah. It's going to kill yeah. everyone. Yeah. They're literally going to take out the human race and it's not California and our freeways, you know, like the, the, the EPA is worried about. Why don't the EPA stick themselves on Russia? Well, just right. Wait, wait like, till we find out what's like really happening at Fukushima. Like that shit's still going on. We do not yeah. know all that. The, like the Jap and the like, other thing is Japanese too, culture is about pride, like the, yeah. the honor. They do not want to tell you. <laughs> so is the American culture. Face. And I wonder what kind of shit we have going on here right? that we don't <laughs> fucking know about. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you, we're only, we only know what we're told, right? you know, and we're going to find out 50 years from now that fucking right. oh in 1950 fucking we had some sort of plant explosion that right. fucking we nobody fucking, fucking know knows about well, because it was 10 15 miles fucking away from anything all safety precautions in the fucking world when like you know yellowstone super volcano goes off or an earthquake fucking oh, yeah. happens there's nothing you do if the world cracks in half right and a fissure opens up and the fucking radioactive fucking power plant just falls halfway into it right and i mean there's a million things tornadoes earthquakes fucking there's any of that yep. cyber terrorism turns the fucking generator off zombie like, hordes space yeah. aliens zombie hordes. cats and dogs centaur man running through the forest yeah. sex magic yeah <laughs> you're, sk you're skipping oh, ahead i'm ahead of myself <laughs> that's next episode I'm pretty excited about sex magic though but yeah so the the again the weird culture of city 40 um is is a like you said they they tend to take pride in the fact that they're doing this even the people to, to they know today, that they're dying like they know that they're at risk they know that this is happening and a lot of them have the chance to leave but they don't because a even today they still live better than most people do right they're probably getting right. fat salaries working for this place etc but also it's just part of the culture and um, they're raised into it it's they, like being raised into a cult again and starting Nothing's from first different. grade I mean when you see when you see him in first grade learning how to put on a gas mask learning the details of how to get to the like where all the bomb shelters are how to get to the closest bomb shelter when to secure the door how to survive in the bomb shelter like the, from there, first grade there part was of pictures the of like little kids in like boy scout that. shorts with fucking gas masks and rifles yeah it was fucking just so yeah. scary yeah then again you know maybe the quality of life of living till you're 82 in a babushka fucking bonnet eating cabbage soup and vodka for your whole fucking life if you get chocolate and kielbasa sandwiches until you're 40, maybe better. that's better. It's better. Maybe you choose the kielbasa sandwiches and chocolate. Maybe yeah. so. And the, so the security on the place, back in the day, Stalin's private security 
ran security for the city. Just the, we make you disappear in the middle of the night, folks. Seems like a nice you guy. Know? Yeah. I'd let him babysit. And they would, they talked a lot in different articles about the, the phenomenon of what they called the Black Mariah, which would be a black vehicle that shows up in the middle of the night and you get thrown in it and you're never heard from again. Um, and this is part of the security personnel. But they basically, when they were talking about it, they were talking about the modern day city and they said that um, the FSM, which is the what the KGB has turned into, they break down the math and they say in the city, something like 60,000 people either work in the um, the Mayak nuclear plant. They're related to someone from the Mayak nuclear plant or they're retired from the new mm-hmm. plants, yeah. 60,000 people. And every single one of them has to be under surveillance right. because wow. they all have state secrets, et cetera. They That's said they crazy. watch where you go, what you do, right. how much money you spend. They yep. keep track of your finances. Yep. That's crazy. So there must be like one dude to every five families or something. But they not keep on. Them but they, they, they said load. that the job is all, almost impossible. Um, and what one of the things that they do to, that you security would think if, does? If, if one dude had five people, you'd have to have twelve thousand fucking FSM exactly, agents. That's exactly. crazy. Uh, yeah, but, but the, that's that's nothing. Yeah, like they'll, they'll do I guess it. that's the math. I mean, there's yeah. hundred thousand people in the city. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Guess, but they said that what the what the security, what the modern day security is, and I suppose it was probably the same thing back in Stalin's day, is that their job is to silence people who are complaining about the situation. So if you're making a public stink, if you're trying to so write the people articles, helping this documentary, if you're basically are probably yeah, dead, like your their job is to silence people who are speaking out against it. And but because, again, these people are less citizens of Russia and more citizens of City 40. Yeah. They don't know what it's like in Russia. Yeah. Right. They know what it's like in City 40. It's its own country. It's its yeah. own rules. It's its own laws. Yeah, they have a culture that's starting to get like overconfident. They're just starting to think like, hey, man, I want to fucking have everything that everything else has. Right. I wonder how media filtration is. Like, do they have internet currently? Are they allowed to watch fucking American Idol and shit? Like, they probably have like an intranet, like where it's only internal right you know they probably. can't get out they the probably got web. but they don't They've have probably got massive thing. firewalls like china does it's not that weird thing going on how korea i think it's like still looks like it's the 50s and shit like no it's I mean? very modern the day. people stealing yeah. your credit card numbers are from city 40 that's right because you like, can't they're just russian yeah <laughs> no way you're getting to them they're not going to jail like this this <laughs> had me thinking <laughs> yeah this had me this had me thinking about uh a lot of different things like I, on the way here i seen like a missing picture on the back of a van right like a girl she was probably in her teens, but it said she's 35 years old now. And I'm like, damn, like the, nobody's going to find that girl. Like right. you don't even know what she looks like now. Right. And, and that it's made me think though, though, a few fucking times. It's yeah, happened, and maybe, crazy, yeah. but the other thing is though, like, where do these people go? You know, like with this city, like you said, they used to just fucking take people, move them to the city. Nobody fucking knew it was there. Right. And those people were gone from the face yep. of the earth. Period. This could be happening now. Right. The sex like nobody fucking thing. knows. That girl could have been sex trafficked. You know yeah. I mean? Or not. Like she could just be in a city somewhere, changed a name. They erased her memory. She's a different person. Like there's so many things that could happen or go on. Memory. They just you could though. School. I'm just saying, like you could have like You're getting a little men in black on me. Sir. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, you believe in the Matrix? You calm down. I do. So yeah. actually, you know what? You can't argue with it. I can't. I do believe in the Matrix. They totally could erase your memory. Yeah. yeah. Well, they would have no need to if you're fucking stuck in a town and you but literally I think, physically can't get out of so, the town. Hold on a second yeah. though. Do you guys? I, I think you could be brainwashed or you could be made to forget your memory. 
Do you think it's possible? Uh, with like drugs and traumatization. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They could fuck you up. But so, yeah. But to start you over, and you know what I mean? Like, what if they just hit you on the head really hard? The age. Like how much yeah. do you really remember about your childhood, especially not a whole traumatic. lot. You know what I mean? So if they put you in school and you start learning Russian and you just fucking eat and kill boss yeah. all day and before you know it, you're 32. You're good. Yeah. You probably don't remember anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So the, the, the father of the Soviet A-bomb is a guy named Igor Kurchatov. And I really want to look into him more Egon. because he was kind of the their equivalent of Oppenheimer. Right. And I'm a, I, again, I just picture he's like, a, he's like a poor man's Oppenheimer. Well, I just picture That's, I just picture evil alternate reality Oppenheimer because again, his job was the same job that Oppenheimer had, but he has infinite pools of fucking disposable slave labor that he can have shot, and he can pick anybody he wants to, and they can't say no. The other thing like, I thought too, though, was is he an equivalent genius, or are they operating off of stolen spy shit? You know what I mean? Probably. And, and same to Oppenheimer. He, he's How probably much was the other person's research. Like, what was his yeah, brainchild? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer probably had other people's research, right. obviously. Well, this guy that, probably did the same thing. They say, I mean, well, A, they, I mean, Oppenheimer was a fucking genius, but they also say that his genius was in getting other geniuses to be their best. Right. So, like, his... Yeah. his like, he was a good manager. Right. He was a people person. And and again, he was smart enough to deal with all these smart as fuck crazy motherfuckers. Right. Like he could manage people who were fucking a billion IQ and couldn't fucking socialize. Right. He was able to get them to play well together to build the bomb. Yeah. Baby steps. Right. Yeah. But I mean, Igor could say this motherfucker isn't getting along with the rest of the people in the group. Shoot Just him. fucking shoot him. Yeah. Get somebody else. See, I, think I, hear, crazy. I hear there's a guy in fucking Stalingrad that's really smart. Just grab him and his family. I want him here by Tuesday. It's like okay. You feel like you have some <laughs> kind of a, some kind of a, you know job security when you're a nuclear physicist or something because it's like fuck. It took you twenty something years to get to that point to be qualified for that, and they just fucking shoot you and go find another guy. <laughs> yeah. right. Eventually, you run out of. There's fucking a lot of people. So they haven't yet. Yeah. They've been doing it for fucking how right. long now? You just keep churning out physicists, yeah. I guess. So the the modern day city. Watch out, mow the grass, Tyson. You got no jobs. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So the modern day city, obviously, they can leave. They know the history. Um, they're able to, this is why I think it's impossible to have this city today, not have the internet because people are free to leave and they're going to see the internet. They're going to see smartphones. They're going to buy a smartphone. There's going to be be smartphones brought back in there. There's going to be, it'd be the equivalent of somebody just talking shit on your religion. You know what I mean? Like they're talking shit on your religion. You're like, no, that's my religion. I'm not, I'm not going against my religion. Right. It'd be the same thing. Like you're like. You live in this city, you know, there's some bad things, but there's bad things everywhere. Right. You know, and somebody's talking bad about it or, you know, the difference between, oh, that's outside life. This is inside life. And again, I choose this. We are the we are the nuclear shield. Right. Like we're what we do. The sacrifices we make by living this bizarre lifestyle is keeping all of the motherland safe. And like, maybe it and is. Maybe, maybe there's something we don't know. Right. Well, it's, I mean, there's no maybe about it. I mean, the nuclear okay. deterrent. There's a lot of shit we don't know. But I'm just saying the nuclear deterrent has kept Russia right. safe yeah. a lot. Yeah. And the nuclear deterrent came from City 40. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like that's a stretch to say that these people are the nuclear shield because yeah. they did develop it. And that is the truth. I mean, that's, yeah. that's part it's of they let of them go, they though. And they come back. That self-imposed, like, imprisonment and secrecy. But I guess... Well, it's because still that life is better. Kill it's it's still stuff. the same. It's the same as it was. They have everything yeah. that you could want. And, they and probably it's cheaper don't. or free. You know, and, they get it. 
they probably don't let everyone go. Right. I think, I, mean, I you, think you, you can, from what I read, they can kind of come and go as they please. And really? if they don't want to come back, they don't have to. Right. I, I didn't but, see that. Cause I, I had seen some stuff indicating that and that the people, modern day people in the city are free to leave and not come back, but no one else can come to the city. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you can, you can't just get like, in. I can't you gotta be say kidnapped. I want to get yeah, exactly or born there yeah. or How whatever. How contain all that secret stuff then? To let people just go and take off. They're, they're brainwashed from the time that they're in first grade. Like Dave said, it's probably still the same amount of training. You're brainwashed. Yeah. You know what well, exactly what to say to people. You are the savior. And it's you gonna go be out. That, it's going to be that place. And I, the same anywhere. If you were a nuclear physicist working on nuclear weapons yeah. in Russia, it doesn't shit. matter if you live in Moscow or if you live in City 40. You're not if saying you shit. say anything, they're going to kill right. you. Like, end of discussion. Like, you, this is the job that you have. You have a job where fucking if you talk, you're going to die. It right. doesn't matter if you live in City 40, if you live somewhere else. And it's been enforced. Else. There's generations of, yeah, we'll right. fucking shoot you at half. Right. So, but the, the modern day city, um, it said that the plant... Um, itself their main job today is reprocessing spent nuclear fuel from nuclear subs and uh, icebreakers and the various soviet fleets and uh nuclear power plants and they take the the radioactive material and then they somehow commercialize it and make it into different radioactive elements so like their main their main economy is based on cobalt 60, iridium 192, carbon 14, um, and they end up using these for space technologies and for medical technologies the all through The quantity they have in, in backstock, Oof. though, is fucking insane. I, I don't understand. How, 50 I, I don't, tons yeah. of weapons-grade plutonium are at that factory right now and 38 tons of highly enriched uranium. That's 100,000 pounds of plutonium. I don't know how... Had how what size it takes, but what do you use? Like, I know there's like radiation in a fucking like smoke detector, right? Like, what are they using? A fucking speck of something? Like, basically, what do you need probably. for space technology? How many satellites are going up there with their fucking radioactive plutonium battery? Not fucking very many, right? I don't know. You know there's I mean? a lot so of them up there. Yeah, there's a lot of them up there, allegedly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they need. I mean, you don't need fifty tons. No, you don't. But you do. Yeah. You know what I like yeah. if that's the nuclear shield if this is your deterrent like even though they're dismantling a lot of the nuclear missiles we can still show how big our cock is by telling you how much fissionable material <gasps> we have. You said it. Did you see how many uh, that that thing with Putin when he was talking about like that they're not doing it to be the aggressor, they're not going to attack anyone. It's for their protection. Safety. They have to have That makes things. sense. And but he said it's to show neighboring countries when people and some of their allies get into altercations that it, he literally broke he was speaking so eloquently he's like it's not a good idea to mess with us. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't want to mess with us. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, what is the fucking school? Well, fight? and they said Putin's like, a, like, you know, they called him a rat. You know, you back him into a corner. Did you know, you know? he's a black belt in judo? Yeah, he's yeah. fourth in. I want to see him do some shit. He's old. I mean... That's pretty much how I can put it. You can, I mean, you can, there's, yeah, there's videos of him videos on, and photos oh, is there? Of him yeah, fucking throwing people around. Yeah, he's like in the Europe, he's like part of the European, you know, judo fucking union. So, you know, I have to ask this. You, can you whoop Putin's ass? Yes. Yeah. He's old. Oh. Actually, I don't know. My knees are getting bad, man. <laughs> You're kind of old too, sir. 
Yeah. yeah. I would back I would back Brad's earlier claim of beating Tyson before I would back his claim of beating Putin. You think Putin can beat him? Putin's going to have I'm like a, I'm a little more scared of Putin. Yeah, Putin's got like a poison <laughs> fingernail or something. Yeah. Well, or just or just they drive me off like, "Oh, thank you for the match, sir." And they drive me off and shoot me in the back of the head That's like what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. You might win, but you didn't yeah. win. Yeah. I won the battle. Yeah. I lost the war. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't. No, I would I I would actually enjoy like like training with him. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like okay. going and training with Putin. You'd probably train Pretty with sweet. him and Seagal at the same time because Seagal's oh, his God. Home, right? See, he is. Do they hang out? Yeah, so, they do yeah. hang out. So I could beat him. I could beat him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing, like, um, the one of the things, not to harp too much on the documentary, but I read some articles following up on the documentary, and they talk about it a little bit in the film, but the there's a woman that they who's one of the prominent figures in the documentary, and her name is Nadezhka Kudapova. Pretty good looking. Um, yeah, she is. And it was she, funny, like Russia, it was like the stereotypical thing where you're like a hot Russian chick. Like she was right. wearing that snow coat, <laughs> fucking Eskimo fluffy thing with like fucking fishnet stockings and knee high yeah. boots and shit. <laughs> yeah. And she's, yeah. she was, she was pretty good looking. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's a civil rights lawyer who's, who lives in city 40, born and raised in city 40. Her grandmother was a chemical engineer who got brought to city 40 and she tries to, win lawsuits against nuclear companies and against the Russian government for people who are sick and dying and to provide uh, human rights for people who can't leave um, for people who do all this stuff. So but she apparently the Russian government's just up her ass for tax inspection all the time. Yeah. It's like they sick the IRS on her. To make yeah. Well, she, they kind of ignored her. But again, like I said, security's main job now is to shut up dissidents. Right. And once she started winning cases and once she started doing stuff, she became on the radar. So then the, the security started started just looking for anything that they could bust her on. She said they, they were showing up to, to her kid's school. Yeah, and showing shit. up to her kid's kindergarten. Yeah, they, they, were, were, they were just trying to intimidate her. Yeah. Intimidate her and find yeah. something. But she didn't back down. She wasn't going to fucking back down. And most of the people so in the she's documentary. Like the, the Aaron, the Russian Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. yeah. Most of the people in the documentary, yeah. when they talk, their face is is pixelated out or you only see the back of their head and their voice is she's modified. Like, nope. She's like, I'm fucking down. Yeah, but she's already fighting them. They already yeah, know. She is. She is. And, and, then, and these other people probably are already dead. Did you see she finally had to seek asylum, though? Yeah, she did. So they, they ended up, like, hunting her down, and right after the they got done uh, recording the film, they interviewed her under foreign agent dissident laws, um, and they started to accuse her of espionage and plotting against the Russian nuclear industry, and she basically had to sneak out of town, and yeah. she's living in asylum in France. Where at? What's her address? I don't know. They always give the address. But they all get asylum in France. That's where that yeah. guy got killed. That's where Putin's ex-partner got killed. Right. Like everybody who escapes from Putin's Russia gets asylum in France. And but, then dies. But, so she and her kids ended up going to France um, shortly after they filmed the film. Um, but one of the other people that they interviewed extensively was that journalist, um, Sergei Kirilov. And he was shown. Was he, and was I he, doubt, did he live in City 40? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. he did. Okay. Um, 
and he even, t- but he's kind of this fucking, he's kind of this weird, like smug prick half the time. And he talks about her. Yeah. Before the show, all, you already, you, know, you already expressed yeah, your hatred for this man. He's just like, you know, Oh, her, the one with the big mouth and all this stuff. And he like, he a talks different generation up, is why right, he's, he's one generation away. And he talks up the city, but he never says one negative thing about it. Right. So he's not afraid. Well, that's his job. Right. He's not afraid yeah. to be on the documentary because he's not saying anything bad. He's talking shit about her. Um, he's the one who told the story of his uh, well, technically, of his grandfather being on the train and getting interviewed, that or his father, I believe. His father, that, yeah, that was that was him. Well, and, and technically, she is kind of a traitor. You know what I mean? Like that whole city's built to be what it is based on that city, based on city law. I'm not not saying that she's right or wrong. I'm saying to them, she's a traitor. So if you're with that city, if you're like, yeah, I love living here. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. You know, like that's just what it is. But at the same time, she's like fighting for their rights to party and she's doing, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. But the, that journalist even tells a story. (laughs) She's doing all kinds of stuff. She is. She's, uh, (laughs) he, he talks about his, uh, and again, I don't remember if it was father or his grandfather, but there was a spill of radioactive powder um, in the lab, and the st- and this is way early. And the state policy was you have to clean it up immediately as soon as you can to limit the exposure to other people. And that meant he had to clean up the spill of nuclear powder with his bare hands, dustpan hands, to get rid of. Yeah, and he, like ended he dropped up, some Ritz crackers. Yeah. yeah, and he died of lung cancer at fifty five. And the journalist is just like, but you know, that's what you, that's what you do. Yeah. Like yeah. that's welcome to city 40. I you lived a great life. Like, yeah. <laughs> when we worked at AT&T, like this reminds me, it's not nearly as bad, obviously, but I used to work in these AT&T offices and they're like fucking old ass buildings, dude. I mean, they're from like asbestos times. Like right. they have nine inch fucking tiles and shit. Yeah. These small little tiles that we know they're, they're, there's asbestos. And what they would tell us to drill through those fucking tiles was we would take a Dixie cup, like the little free mm-hmm. one that comes from the little arrowhead. Drill through the Dixie cup. You put the Dixie cup down on the ground and you fucking spray shaving cream in the Dixie cup and face it down. <laughs> what the And then fuck? you drill through the Dixie cup and the that shaving cream the, that will the catch powder. the dust from yeah. being aerated. And I would constantly be uncomfortable. I'll put a fucking little mask on and shit. And our boss would come over and he was like six. Something you'd be like, What the hell are you doing? The mask, pansy. And you'd be like, Dude, I don't know, it's got shaving cream on there. It's fine. I used to work hip deep in that shit. Guess what? Steve's grandpa passed yeah. away from fucking throat cancer. Yeah, he was right. old though. Yeah, he was mm, old. How old was he? 60 something? Nah, he was in his 60s. No, nah, I don't think I so. so. I think he was in his 70s. No, no, 60s maybe. I think he was in his 60s. 32. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, he fucking, yeah. I was like, oh, wear the mask. Yeah, but yeah. every people are thirty and get cancer. Like it, it's true. just it's just in the air. No, yeah. that's There's true. Babies with cancer, yeah. you know. Like, it's just a matter. It's just a matter of looking at the data, you know. Yeah. And I suspect the data for this city is cancer rates. Much, I don't think much so. I think gunshots than any place. Yeah, else. they people more people die of gunshots there than cancer. I don't know why. I think it's because you say data. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. Like some people say data, but it fucking every time you say it, I think of Willow, and it's because. The fucking kids go, data, data, data on Willow and yell at their, they call fucking. That's a great movie. They, yeah, they call him data. Have you seen Willow? Sid yeah. used to say it all the okay. time. And so now I'm ruined data, because data. he just say data, yeah. data. So every time we say data. I think of data from Star Trek. I'm a Trekkie now. That's data. No, it's data. 
That's his name. <laughs> I'm a Trek. I'm the Trekkie, Brent. You stick um, with the Goonies stuff. I'm sorry. I'm so are you starting with, to feel I'm Star stand, Trek? Yeah, I'm, sta- I'm staying with Star Trek. talked about it a couple yeah, Star times Trek. now. Yeah, I love it. The Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> yeah, data or data on Star data Trek. Data on Star Trek. Yeah. 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 He, um... <laughs> Yep. So He's I good. Know, City, He's my favorite character. He is my favorite character. Yeah. City 40, fucking crazy. His name's Never Brent. Heard that guy's name's Brent in real life, actually. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. It is. Brent. That's Brent, Brent Vandata. Brent Vandata. Yeah. Oh, Data? Data? God damn it. Brent Spiner. I don't know. Which one is it now? I know. I always want to say Spinner, but I know it's supposed to be Spiner. It's Spiner. Yeah, it's Spiner? Programmed in my is head. Is it Splinter? Brent Master Splinter. Splinter. You know, I did watch the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. You watch it? I can't Last watch year. those new ones, dude. The new one's pretty good. Are you He's got sure? Megan Fox and fucking another fucking stupid guy. Old yeah. Princess Thumbs, Megan Fox. You ever mm-hmm. seen her thumbs? Are they weird? Fucking really weird. Like God big damn. toes. <laughs> I don't what? care how hot she is. She, she got toe rogans on her. Yeah. Someone posted. Yeah. Jen Myers posted toe rogan. I don't know if that already. It was existed. bro rogan. It was Joe rogan, bro rogan, fro rogan, and toe rogan. That's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> so my question is: Does the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie? And Dude, they're buff with a <laughs> vanilla ice wrap. No, that it's not the same. It. Casey Jones doesn't have long hair, and he was a cop. Uh, I don't know, man. The last one sucked. I couldn't even. Watch no, no, no. It. This is actually pretty good. It's a reboot. I, it, it's called uh, Out of the Shadows, and it was okay. Like I watched it. It was it's not it was a spin off of the previous one. I don't probably oh, fucking Michael Bay explosion crazy fucking. It's surfing. Michael Bay's dead, so this is better. Michael it's Bay's pretty good. Dead. Michael Bay's yeah, dead. he died. Uh. Yeah. He died in a bus crash. Yeah. A lot of explosions. Yeah. Yeah. When he dies, if I was Michael Bay, I would make sure I got that shit pre edited of my death. Yeah. 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 No, they sent him they sent him to City Forty. So he can he can create the uh the explosion at at, uh Myrak or whatever the fuck it's called. Myrak. Myrak. In Myrak. That's a bra website. Yeah. Myrak.com. We went to war in Myrak. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought, I thought it was. Oh, oh man. Myrak. See, I again, I was I was glad to have done this episode because I'd never heard of this fucking thing in my life. And once I started reading articles about it's it, pretty crazy. That documentary, I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Are you kidding me? The more research we do, the more glad I'm just born in America for it's one. Jesus And Christ. in the time that I am. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I just be- wish I wasn't in California. That's my only problem. Dave's be- fine in California. Not here. Florida? Somewhere where there's less fucking laws. Like where? Like Reagan about guns? Huh, not just that. Everything. Like what's what like, is it restricting your life right now? Like in, like in California, you can't tear the tag off your mattress. Yeah, if so I lived in in that's Nevada, bullshit. tear See? the fucking thing right yeah. off my mattress. Yeah, fuck not, that tag. It's not restricting your life in any way, though. Yeah. Fuck yeah! But if is. you want every night, I go to sleep is on top of the oppression, the tyranny <laughs> yeah. of California tag laws. Yeah. You, you might have to wear, laugh you have to wear, off. You have to wear your seatbelt. You have helmet laws. You can't ride a fucking bicycle without a helmet. You can't fucking walk across the street. You can do all of that, and probably nothing would come of it. You get a ticket. But you can't walk across the street. Have you gotten a ticket no. for any of those items? Yes, I have. No. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. I Which one? No helmet tickets. For what? Riding a bike. No helmet. Really? Yeah. I always give him a fake name. No, I don't know. Oh, I never got it. Give him fake name. Fake name. Fake address. I got probably twenty helmet. Just tickets. like the city forty people. Yes. Fake name. I live I had in Chablinks. Yep. Lennon Avenue. Street. Yep. <laughs> I was exactly right. And the cop is like very good comment. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any ID on you? Nope. Look here, my ID. Don't want to lose it. All right. You guys done talking about helmet tickets? I don't know. You done talking about balls in your mouth? <laughs> Not yet. 
He's just getting started. He's, yeah, just getting fired up. <laughs> I was just going to bring up Tracy Duncan because I heard she always has balls in her mouth. That's true. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Seen videos. But she's also our patron, but that doesn't change the fact yeah. that she's got balls in her mouth all the time. And she what can put a watermelon in her vagina. They're testicles. I was giving yeah. you an out. No. I'm sorry. No, you I was here. trying. I was trying to make it golf Sorry, balls. Tracy. I we were trying to make you not a whore. I was yeah. trying, Tracy. Yeah. I had your back, but yeah. they're sticking with testicles and watermelons. Yeah. I, I tried her last to. name's not even really Duncan. She got changed that in high school because they called her Tracy Duncan yeah. balls in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I tried, yeah. Tracy. <laughs> I tried to make it golf balls. I tried to do something. Oh, man. I She's tried. like, swish. If it was like, golf balls, it would have been golf balls through a garden hose because I heard she can suck yeah. like a fucking vacuum <laughs> but thank you tracy for your you ever seen her make a sandwich she doesn't make sandwiches she just sucks dick <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man oh and this is how people stop being yeah. patrons <laughs> nah, that's why they're patrons no, I they think. love it yeah they love it <laughs> and if they don't then then you know fuck them in the ear <laughs> That's it. Are we done? Sponsors, yeah. Sponsors, yeah. Um, I gotta go. Hurry up. We need to thank. uh, We still have a whole other episode. Well, fucking hurry up. Sorry. Thank you to El Yucateco Hot Sauce. They are found in most major grocery stores. You can get them at Target, Walmart. Uh, if you're outside of the United States, you can get it at mexgrocer.co.uk. Um, you can use our code SOFAKING to save some money in there. They have a gear store. They do sell shirts and stuff. I actually have a box coming from El Yucateco. Mm. Um, I'm going to spice up the, uh, the hot sack. So as if you needed your sack any hotter, I'm going to make it happen. So nice. thank you to El Yucateco. And thank you to Print Dirt Cheap. Um, I have UFO stickers in print, so I will be announcing that when those are available and how you can get them. Um, those are happening right now. You can go to their website, printdirtcheap.com, and you can use code SOFAKING to save some money and get some printed goods of your own. If you have a podcast, um, you can get stickers. Like if you're Breakers Podcast, that's where you should get your stickers. If you're Blue-Eyed Mafia, that's where you should get your stickers. Um, or if your podcast sucks, don't worry about getting stickers. You can get stickers. Or ours, ours sucks, and we still got stickers. So, so yeah, we're good. We have lots of stickers. Yeah, we have lots of stickers. We have so many stickers. Yeah. So many stickers. Yeah. Thousands. We have so many stickers. Yeah. Whole box of stickers. I started yeah. to wax with them. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? No. Oh, you're just putting them on and peeling them off real mm-hmm. quick? That's how you got your arms to look like that? Yeah. No, I'm just... They're very glossy. Uh, yeah. I'm just naturally hairless. Even your legs are smooth yeah, yeah. and sheeny over there. Oh, no, you're a hairless cat. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I, am. <laughs> I want to see your down here, up there hair. What's going yeah. on down there? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Nothing. You thought you were going to get out of this podcast without us talking about Nothing. your Nothing. He's, like he's like a yeah. fucking Barbie Kindle. <laughs> like, just fucking... Just a smooth front. <laughs> like... <laughs> he's not really there. He just yeah. pees out of a crevice. Yeah. A crevasse. He just comes out of his leg crease, like the... <laughs> Are his leg attaches. Yeah, I knew Louis Armstrong was going to get brought up. Oh, that was so good, man! You did a good job on that. Yeah. I have to say, you, you have a career. Yeah. Like, if this doesn't work out, which it won't, I can do, yeah. you can do Louis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, you better just keep practicing. <laughs> just letting you know. Yeah, just need to learn how to play the trumpet a little. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. how to play the skin flute. <laughs> All yeah, right, so uh, thank you to Daily Own Graphics. You can find them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they do our silkscreen goods like koozies and T-shirts, which are available at sofagamepodcast.com mm-hmm. forward slash shop. Yep. Um, and he loves dick pics. He used to love dick pics. I'm not sure if he still does. Yeah, he does. I, th- I heard he, he does. I heard he used He's to. He's super, Once super dick picky. I heard he yeah. still does, but he used to, too. Yeah. 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 little Hedberg there. Um, oh, you gave him credit this time. Yeah, Somebody got go. mad last Someone time. Someone got mad. Like, I, like yeah. I really thought I was pulling off the Hedberg joke from my own. And we didn't even say it. I was saying my friend said it 
and yeah, we got in trouble it? for yeah, it. Yeah, I did a Hedberg joke. He said I used obviously. to do. I used to do. I used to do. Oh yeah, used a to lot drugs. of coke or whatever, and I, st- you know, like, like even still you do, but credit. I used to. It's known yeah. that that was fucking Mitch. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like whatever. So uh, thank you to uh, Digital Creations for our uh, mugs and uh, heat transfer items. Uh, they do one-offs, so you can get T-shirts and mugs just a single. You don't have to buy minimum quantities. Um, they are digital.creations.bakersfield. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you Fuck need Facebook. any transferred goods, Brad hates Facebook. Oh, I got a new Instagram. <laughs> Let me do the one more here. Okay. Close yeah. He's so excited about this. He's very excited. Um, it's a project. I <laughs> it's like the it. first thing he said when he saw me today. Yeah. <laughs> nothing else matters. Metallica. Um, thank you to Dan Camrio Jiu-Jitsu. Hey, um, I think he still hey, does hey, have hey, uh, those Boondock Saints keys. I saw another video posted about it. So go to armhunter.com and they have instructional DVDs and uh, booty shorts and things such as that, or just probably pictures of Dan. You can just gaze upon him. I don't think there's pictures of Dan on there. What's that? I don't think there's pictures of Dan on there. I think it's just pictures. Somebody posted in the Patrick Flannery. Somebody somebody posted uh, Dan's. I saw uh, that. Yeah, yeah. His his uh, foot sweeping the criminal. In the yeah, group. Oh, nice. His hero news story. Hero moment. Which was yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was nice. Dope. Pretty gangster. Yeah. If you don't know, check that out. Dan yeah, because if you ever ran down the street barefooted, you run, you hit a rock there, or two. There was a, uh, a car chase. Yeah, you do. There was a car chase in Bakersfield, and it ended. Just listen to the Dan Camry episode. Okay, there you go. Uh, nice. Look at, look at Brad. You'll find out. There. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You'll find out what happened. Did go you tell the story on that? Yeah. I don't think you did yeah. tell the story. Oh, yeah, we did. before that happened. No, we talked about it. Are you sure? Yep, we talked about it. It was before it happened. I don't know. Or listen to the rest of the episodes, and we talked about you it. You listened to it, and if it wasn't on there, yeah. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't on there, it was like on one of the ones immediately after. Yeah, yeah. maybe. And if we didn't talk about it, then you just won't hear about it. I guess. Do so. your research. All right. Well, and Brad, if not, just fucking right. go to Brad, Google. what's your new Instagram, Brad? The Thuggish Ruggish Bone on Instagram. Good luck so spelling that, people. <laughs> That's right. I got a good project going on. There's nothing on it yet, but I'm putting it out there. So there might be something... There might not be, but it's it's going to be good. I'm excited. I tell you at, that. Yeah, at at the thuggish ruggish bone. <laughs> I'm really on curious Instagram. about this. Yeah, I'm very curious about this. Mine's big juicy red bone. So you better get it now. To. Yeah, I better. Huh? Yeah, now I you said look. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking right now. All right. All right. All right. Don't be retarded. Unless you're a retard, then you can't help it. Похуй, кто ты, откуда, кого ты продал Передай мне провод, этот Альяти город За наших выпить повод, вашим хоп тут подан Если пиздел поломан, бляди в бэхе стонут Извиваются, ай, как красиво пляшут Франклин любит Даша, Франклин любит Маша Наша Раша, гордость Россия наша Шлюзаграда, йога, мора, дом это не ваша Ломал систему, система наебала снова Привет вам, дядя Дима, привет вам, дядя Вова Хип-хоп, уми, дома, дарк, лова, лова Эта собака перегрызла пидоров с района Слышь, сиди дома, мешай музу с фоном С того понтона, фонтонны отправляют в кому Того мотал породу, ты пидорок Походу твоя шляпа мода Во мне жуткий голод Кулак в потолок, подавай ганон смог Я ломал бы батарею, если б только бы смог Салам передал восток, передал итог Это вызов шок, это то, что отправляет в под Кулак в потолок, подавай ганон смог Я ломал бы батарею, если б только бы смог Салам передал восток, передал итог Это вызов шок, это то, что отправляет в пот 
Калина в кварце, это едет мамин панцирь Мама знает, кто из пацанов растет за сранцем Кто брал туман, кто тут парнишка не фонтан Кто по пятницам на первом запускает барабан Кому в кайф баян, кому турники и брусья Кому там и жене, кто под феном идет тусит Кого что трусит, скоро тримуси пуси Во всем вкусном вкусе запечатли на тусе Тем, кто ели, вам хип-хоп карусели Кто раза три в неделю добирались до постели Цветем и пахнем, мы пока еще не вспрели Душа поет, а в окно все метут метели Душа поет, я не умру молодым Мой район меня прет, мой район прет тот дым Есть те, кто рядом, есть те, кого кличу гадом Гамура, это я, табливай уши ядом Кулак в потолок, подавай гонным слуг Я ломал бы батарею, если б только бы смог Салам передал восток, передал итог Это вызов шок, это то, что отправляет в под. Кулак в потолок, подавай гонным слуг Я ломал бы батарею, если б только бы смог Салам передал восток, передал итог Это вызов шок, это то, что отправляет в пот